A Body Like Flan. One of life's most delicious pleasures is the bliss of exhaustion. The full body feeling of weakness and its attendant slowness that happens after a full day on the slopes. This delectable treat is best served by a fire in apres ski attire, hands clutching a well-earned glass of wine and a fondue fork at the ready. That level of tiredness of fiber whereby you negotiate for every movement you might make, not knowing if the aching pain is worth the effort. That is the state I am in now, having completed my leg of the relay in the marathon of love. To carry the torch high for love your whole life, when your dumb dad let his go out, and so, like Lady Liberty, You stood in the dark harbor and guided others to land. Like that lady there, with her arm up all these years, imagine how tired her arm would feel if she laid down the torch and let her arm fall by her side after 137 years. This is the type of tuckered out I'm talking about. To lay back in bed and sigh like I'm in Lamaze, full body breathing, all the effort my corpus can muster. But all on her own, she just keeps doing it over and over, and it feels relieving in a deep guttural way, a celebration of the triumph of breath when it's all the exertion available. She is past the point where her legs feel like jello. That is more kinetic than she is now. This is like a body of flan, a sweet creamy mousse poured into a mold, let cool and flipped over onto a plate. Not even a jiggle in her. Just a mound of something that can hardly hold itself up. That is the yinness of this moment. From the plate here, nowhere to go but with my eyes, which notice a feeling like a corset worn so long I have no memory of a time without it. And as the coming undone from the lacing has been happening over some years now, finally, after this last run for my money, the whole carapace just cracked off and my thorax and its guts, luckily still contained by skin, lay there spilling out in whatever way they naturally go, uncontained by the boning of duty, responsibility, integrity, restraint. And the height I had from remaining upright and rising high above adversity, I've lost that few inches of stature. And so, like a caterpillar, all gushy, I am just hitting the ground naked for the first time in my life. 
During this last hurricane season, when the waves were crashing and I was clinging to whichever buoy or boy seemed most likely to keep me above water, my arms grew so tired from clutching that I needed help prying myself off it once the waves died down and it was safe to swim away. My bedraggled countenance, a most unalluring siren sight to be calling a man to her in such a condition. Such is the horror she saw in the mirror, her desperate vulnerability, both terrifying and courageous. But taking in her image in her tattered state has taken a toll, and this is the tiredness I'm talking about. From my bed, looking up at the odd ant on my ceiling, I see now, with nothing else to look at but myself, that I have been like a ten-armed goddess, shoring up holes in the Hoover Dam, and then, once the torrential floods came rushing downstream, she felt the bellowing crack of the last straws before the breach happened, and the wall of water engulfed her tumbling, and after navigating harrowing passage past this boulder and that, she has been deposited atop a rock, high enough above the riverbed to feel safe, and she lays panting, and only then does it begin to sink in just how little ATP she has left to power any of her mitochondria and she hopes her spirit will get the message and Amazon order her some more stat. Hopefully they can make a Sunday, Sunday delivery. And from her bed, she sees all the people she holds up and how now that she's alone again and she looks around and she finds no man to back her up. It's dawning on her why this bone-deep fatigue has found her. It was following her all these years, but its voice was too quiet and meek, and she was getting lots of applause for being a juggler for everyone else's circus. And now she smiles, realizing why her arms are so tired. Also from her bed, she sees how all the other love around her from all the places that aren't lovers, can't wait make their way into her heart. They are like futile spermies, bumping into a closed-off circumference, trying to get into an egg, already fertilized by heartbreak and cynicism. So there is a pleasure in this, you see. The puzzle pieces are fitting in place, how I got here, and now what will I choose to pick up again once I regain my strength? <laughs>